0: Hey, Mystic Michaela, spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela, talking today about an algorithm for your life. I want you to see it. How in every small, minuscule little thing is how you do everything. How you do one thing is how you do everything. That's what we're talking about today. But first, hey, Scotty.
1: Hey, guys. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Good.
0: So you hear me say this a lot, mm-hmm. how you do one thing, you do everything. You I mean, say, I say that it all, all the time. time. All the time. Like I, like three times a day at least.
1: Probably more. Yeah. I, I would say six.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I feel like once I noticed it, I was like, oh my gosh. So how you rule your world in the microcosm, you can reflect it into the macrocosm. It's amazing. Like how much more control you have once you see that you, if you control it on a little scale, it'll replicate replicate into a bigger one. But how's it worked for you? Give me a big one.
1: A big? Okay, you want a big one? Yeah. Right, you just put me on the spot here. Oh, I know. Um, I wasn't prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, takes- well, I, well, let's look at the stock market. Okay. Stocks. Yes. All right. So, I, I mean, in order to uh, tell my story about stocks, I think I have to start from the very beginning.
0: I think a lot of people just like fell asleep. So yeah. you have to say this is a personal story. You're oh. not just going to talk about stocks. Right. Yes. I'm
1: not going to talk about like PE ratios and yeah. things like that. No one's good. Yeah. But I have to go back all the way to the beginning.
0: Right. This okay. is about a passion story. Right.
1: I was born in Brooklyn, New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whoa. No, I'm just
0: kidding. That's <laughs> to the beginning. No,
1: okay. Let's go back to when I was in, uh, not undergrad. I was in going for my master's. Okay. Okay. So picture it. Buffalo, New York, early 2000s. You never tell me. No. Yeah, 2000. Okay. Yeah, right?
0: No, I met you in 2000. Okay. So this is before. Well,
1: I was trying to make myself a little bit younger, but thanks.
0: <laughs> like I met you in January of 2000.
1: All right, fine. Picture I, I
0: distinctly <laughs> remember worrying about Y2K That's when true. I met you. I was scared about that.
1: Right. Okay, so you got me on the tail end of my first downer with stocks. Okay, go ahead. Yes. All right. So picture it. I'm in grad school. Okay. Studying. And I, again, I'm working at Domino's Pizza. People know this already. Um, I have no idea what I want to do. So, you know, I graduated with a history degree, undergrad, and instead of like getting, I guess, like what you call a real job, not that Domino's isn't a real job, um, I decided just to go for my master's in history. But I'm going to tell you, I was bored out of my mind. You know, like the books that it wasn't even studying history, it was studying the history of history. What does that mean? Meaning like you wouldn't study like what happened during the French Revolution, like the the facts of of what happened then. You would study what historians or other people said about the French Revolution. Which are like
0: different historical interpretations of the same events.
1: Right. So they actually expected you to know all the history and then you were studying just like the interpretation of some, you know, professor from Wisconsin uh, that gave his uh, or her, uh, you know, dissertation on it.
0: Okay, so it's just more meta.
1: Meta. Mm -hmm. And to me... (laughs) My, okay. First of all, I just was able to start thinking maybe a couple of years ago.
0: <laughs> I know, just recently. Yeah, it's just like it's like all of a sudden your brain's like, "Hey, yeah,
1: my brain turned on." <laughs> how out are like, you? This is like a whole nother story of how <laughs> yeah, I got through whole- grad school. But all right, so what I found <laughs> was I was really bored. I mean, and I, I remember it clearly. You know, I was in this British history class. The professor had like an eyebrow that went out to like the wall. <laughs> It was so <laughs> long.
0: Like, one hair.
1: And he was talking about like the British Parliament, the Whigs and the Tories fighting each other. And I was just like, kind of, you know, we did have internet then. And I was just kind of looking up stories about Microsoft and, right. and the stock. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I decided to do was I, you know, when you, I don't know if this still happens, but sometimes when you get your college money, you have money left over. Yes. So like you pay your, your tuition, you pay your books, you pay your living expenses, and then you find yourself with a check. Left over yeah. Now most college kids probably drink that away within yeah. the weekend, or, or you so. put
0: it back towards your loans.
1: Yeah, or right. Like, this know. is
0: kind of making sense. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so what I and, and the check and again I, I remember it was about twenty five hundred bucks I had left over, and you know again I could have went out, I could have put it back in and paid off the loans, but I said you know hey I'm going to buy some stock with this, so and I had no idea what to do, uh, so I went down to um, this place and it was called Scott Trade, and obviously. I'd you know patterns all the way here. I just but you picked, had
0: to go to Scott's trade Street. There's I had to no go to app it. at that time. No, there's no apps. Right? You can't like it's not online or anything.
1: Not at that time. Wow. No. Yeah. Oh. They were just switching over. Oh my at god. That time. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. okay. But I mean, the pattern, of course, was it was called Scott Scott trade. If it was yeah. called Charlie Trade, I wouldn't have went. Right. This is how my brain goes. So I'm like, yeah. oh, Scott Trade it must be good. So I went in, and the guy there was named Scott. No, I'm just kidding. because <laughs> <laughs> name was Jerry. I remember this guy. Oh, Okay. And um, I said, Jerry, I got twenty five hundred bucks. What? you know, pick a stock for me. And he said, I can't do that. You know, you have to pick it on your own because it's not, it wasn't like a whole brokerage house. It was, it was just the beginning of those online brokers and they couldn't tell you what to buy. So, I, you know, I just, I was sitting in his office and I was like, Microsoft or Intel? And I, the red in me, you know, at that time, I didn't know I was red at the time, but I was like trying to get him to tell me which one. Mm. So I'm like, should you I
0: trust yourself? That's yes. what I hear. You yeah. don't trust yourself.
1: Right. So I was like, should I buy Intel? Amazon. Amazon just came on the market at that time. Yahoo, Microsoft. And he's like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And I'm like, well, you know, if you, if you could just pretend, what would you pick? But he didn't tell me. And I decided to go with Microsoft. So I bought $2,500 $2, worth of Microsoft. I don't remember what the price was. At that time, it was probably trading at like 20 a share or something like that. And I would check it like every second.
0: How did you check it back then? I would call. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: you'd have to call. In the
0: old days. You'd
1: have to call. Like, yeah. What,
0: what, it was like a number? You'd like, call a number. And that what they – How do you know your trade? There's so many different stocks.
1: Right. So basically, you know how there's numbers on the phone? Yeah. One, two, you know, you would have to put, you would have to type in Microsoft's ticker symbol. Oh, the
0: code, like MN, whatever. Yeah,
1: MSFT is Microsoft. So
0: you put in there and then they're like, Microsoft is at da-da-da-da-da. Okay.
1: Right. And at that time, stocks were, were booming. It was it was there was really no rationale to it. I didn't understand it. Of course, all I saw was that everything that you buy goes up. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I bought, I sold the Microsoft, made some money. Then I bought, you know, other stock. Anything with like a .dot com mm-hmm. on it at that time would make money. Okay, so I was buying a lot of that stuff. Um, but again, I had known nothing about how it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, and I was doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually making money. I probably drew, drove a better car then than I do now. I yeah. had a brand new Pathfinder uh, you know, with all the bells and whistles, and I was working at Domino's Pizza and trading stock. Um, but you know, a lot of the times I would also, uh, to, to pick which stocks, I would do like different weird kind of things. So I actually did. Believe it or not, I did consult a not you, a psychic, uh, and they actually conjured what they called like, one of my spirit guides was Sammy the Stockbroker.
0: This is before me.
1: Yeah, this was before yeah. you. It was after the stockbroker. <laughs> and he said, I see a lot of bananas around you. And I'm like, okay. You're not,
0: he's not even making this up. No, I'm not making this okay, up. No, I know. This is not no a- but it sounds like a funny or funny stories, but I know this is a no, real one. No, he
1: really told me, I see a lot of bananas around you, which, you know, I, and okay. So, and he, and he didn't tell me what to buy. He just said, I see a lot of bananas around you. And so I bought Chiquita Banana, the stock of Chiquita Banana. Okay. And that, that, that didn't turn out well. So I think I lost my money there. Um... You know, other other things I would do. You know, everyone at that time was like telling you, oh, buy this or buy that." Uh, my parents and I took advice from a neighbor. He told us to buy this company called CICI, um, which was like it made like pen like signature pens on, online or something like that. It never took off. And I actually used my parents' money, so I didn't lose anything there. Oh God! And I was supposed to pay them back. I don't think I ever paid them back for that. Sorry, <laughs> mom and dad.
0: I think they, he just reminded them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> They're like,
1: oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But at, at the end of the day, you know, I did, I did make a lot because um, just of the time period. But then I didn't understand that it was all going to go away, mm. and I lost it all too. Mm-hmm. So there was, a, there was a lot of loss there uh, as well. And I, I just, I guess, I didn't understand it. I didn't really. I wasn't. I was just kind of trading willy nilly on things. So. So
0: what I'm seeing, just what I'm hearing so far, because this is like before I met you, what I'm hearing so far is you gave away a lot of your control. You didn't trust yourself. right? And you were just trying to like take a lot of risk and just see what happens. Just throw your, your dice in and see what it comes up. And money being energy, money is just energy it's going to reflect how you treat it. So if you don't trust yourself, then money won't trust you. Yeah. If you kind of throw that stuff away or throw your control away, you throw all your control away with money because money is just energy. So it seems like you were just kind of taking a lot of risks and chances and you weren't listening to yourself. You were looking for like external advice. And then money was eluding you because you were, you know, you yeah. weren't bringing the energy into your own confidence.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I, yeah, I just didn't know. It. I mean, th- again, there was actually, there <laughs> was like, one, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's right. But actually there was that one cool one and you were around for that one. This was still in that era. I bought this company called us web. They, they went bankrupt. And I you remember I slid on the ice in Buffalo and I had to get car repairs and the bill was $617. That. And I actually wound up making a profit on this company, US Web, for the same exact amount of money, $617. Wow,
0: that's really yeah. cool. You remember that one, right?
1: I told you that I one. I do. That I, was uh, at the yeah. v-
0: very beginning of our relationship yeah. Just we were just a few months in even.
1: Right. But anyway, at the end of the day, you know, I looked at it as – and it, it does sit, suit me, the red in me. It's not even so much sometimes about the money. It's more about winning for mm-hmm. me. But I had to take a break from the market for a while after that. Um, and then in 2009, the stock market crashed. Again, and I thought, all right, well, you know, right on the cusp of crashing, I thought, all right, let me get, you know, I've always liked it back then, and I took a break, and I would I'd buy stuff here and there, but not really. And I'm, and I'm like, let me open another account, uh, Ameritrade account, and uh, let me try again. And I bought Bank of America. I
0: have to stop you here. Sure. Just because I remember something that ties into the whole you didn't trust yourself thing. Okay. And I don't think you even remember this story. I remember you. Coming home, because you worked at um, Holland as a high school teacher right. at that time. Just you now, teaching, now, right you're at now, Holland now. Yep. High School. You're teaching history. And I remember you being like, you told somebody this is going to happen with, I think, some stock. I forget which one. And it did. And they made the profit off of it or something. And you didn't. And you were like kicking because you didn't trust yourself enough to, yeah. to do it that time. And at that time, the knowledge came from your own research and yourself. And you are like, I just know it. But it's like you didn't trust yourself enough to follow through. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, I think that
1: I, I and I do, and I think that was after the uh, after the Bank of America okay. sale. I think it was um, because that's where I kind of learned things. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was Bank of America was a disaster. It, mm-hmm. I bought a lot of it, I and I bought a, a real lot of it. Oh yeah, well, I remember a, that. A, a lot of it. Like <laughs>
0: that's st- when I was involved.
1: <laughs> yeah, st- <laughs> stuff that would make you could change your your life, I yeah. guess, and. It just, every day, it went down, it went down, it went down, it went down, 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 and I didn't know, you know, really what to do. Well, yeah, you were
0: getting, your eyes were getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and you were, your hair was looking a little crazy, (laughs) and you were just getting a little bit more like, just like, Joker smile every day when I saw you. I'm like, yeah, okay, Scott. You're like, yeah, it's great. Everything's Everything's great. Yeah, Yeah, we lost all our money. (laughs) I'm like, what? I thought you said we went, yeah, well, we did. (laughs) Right, and... and
1: Oh my god! And, and like, just just say, you know, back back the years prior, you know, if I lost some money on, you know, whatever on this like CICI company, wasn't well my parents' money, but <laughs> but now we are kind of playing for more stakes here.
0: Yeah, we were like a kid at this yeah. time.
1: And and when that happened, and it went down to like four or five dollars a share, I can't remember, <laughs> and I. And I and I think you even make fun of me. Like I thought it possibly could go bankrupt. They were, they were on the brink of bankruptcy. Yeah. They owed billions and billions of dollars. Actually, a guy named Warren Buffett bailed them out and then bailed me out too. Um, but that's when I started to say, you know what? I'm going to learn what this is all about.
0: Ooh. All right. So in this moment, you took a lesson.
1: I took a lesson. That's
0: interesting. Okay.
1: And I said, all right, I'm down all this money on it. As long as they stay in business, I'm good, right? It's just a paper loss, and if they if they don't go bankrupt, which they could have, uh, I'm good. And what I did then was I started to read, Mm. and I started to learn, and I started yes, and I started to ask people. And I actually one of the biggest lessons I learned was a guy named Ralph Mm. from from Buffalo. He owned a lot of uh, hair salons, Mm -hmm. uh, and he moved down to Florida, and he taught me how to do options. I didn't even know what options were, but options, and I'm not going to explain it today, but it's a whole nother market within the market. Yeah. And that helped me. Um, and I, as I, as I started to learn and read, I started formulating a plan to get out of bank of America and make a profit off of it. And, um, I, you know, I started doing things called cost averaging down. I started using options and believe it or not, at the end of the day, Thank God I got all my money back and I actually made a huge profit on it. Mm -hmm. It took a couple of years to do it. Yeah. Um, A few years, I think about three years. Um, But I came on out on top. But even more than the money I made, and I was like celebrating, thank God, you know, we're at it. Yeah, I know. And uh, you remember that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I learned so much. Mm. During that, invaluable, if that never happened to me, I wouldn't have made all the trades since. Yeah. So in that disaster, could would have been disaster, in, in the failure of that is where I found my success. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and then I basically came up with a system. Yes. Uh, I have the card in front of me with all yes, my you rules do. on it.
0: Your rule card. It hangs yep. in our office.
1: hangs in, our, in the office. Um, so, I mean, I could read a couple of them, but, um, <laughs> you know, and it says on top, only buy a stock if. Right, and it says um, you know things with PEs, low PE, uh, earnings, revenues, things like that. Uh, you have the ability to cost average down. Uh, don't buy everything at once. When I when I first made that first trade in Bank of America, I bought it all at once instead of having out. Um, you know dividend rules. So I. As long as, And I find if I stick to these, I think I have like eight rules on here, mm-hmm. I win.
0: But all that is is when I see that card because yeah. it hangs in our office and you've had it up for several years now. Yes. And what I see that, it's like a manifestation of your own confidence. Mm. That's all that is. Mm-hmm. Because like somebody else might have a different set of rules, but that's a manifestation of their own confidence. Yeah. So when I see with you like what you did is when you took on a very small scale – you know, at the very lowest part of your feeling like a failure, or all the things that you did, and you're like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this moment, I'm gonna reap whatever I can from this, mm-hmm. like whatever lesson, whatever I, and you took all that and you took control. I feel like the universe sent you energy in the form of money because it became you as a way to harvest energy, to harvest confidence. And then when you have that confidence, when you take the control, when you put it back inside of you. All the the universe trusts you with its energy, yeah, and that's what happened. So that card to me, when I see that, is like that's just your little totem.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's like your own manifestation of your confidence. Yeah, that you—that's that you, a hard one index card that I'm looking at here. You—that's a lot of confidence.
1: Yeah, and actually, that's pretty cool. And actually, you know, along not to say, you know, I've had lapses here and there because this has been since 2009. I've been trading these for, you know, and believe it or not, I've not had a loss since 2009. I've had everyone has been a win um which isn't you know but there there have been times you're right now i think about this that i lost confidence and that's when i get myself into trouble with it Mm -hmm. and that's what actually you know if if you follow your follow the podcast you know that i was in a fight with my spirit guide phoebe you were and it actually went with a stock trade it was american express versus amazon and instead of just you know feeling my gut which would have probably been buy amazon Mm -hmm. i asked you know, you to connect me to my spirit guide. Mm-hmm. And again, no fault on you, of course. And she gave you the message to buy American Express. Yeah. Well, I bought American Express and two weeks later, they got dropped from Costco and the stock plummeted. And yeah. I had to, again, I use all the tricks, all the tools I learned mm-hmm. in Bank of America to get out of it, to make a profit. And again, it took a few years to do it, but I had to do the same thing. But again, that's when I didn't have the confidence. And yeah. instead of just going to the card, yeah. I went to Phoebe. Yeah. And you, Phoebe told me to buy American Express. Yeah. Which, you know, today is a great That's com- a big
0: company. thing. I don't do that in readings. I do no. not give financial advice. No. and At all.
1: And I... Because that's know,
0: like, that's money. You know, yeah. money's energy. You've got to do that yourself.
1: And, you know, people ask me, well, I have a you know an amazing psychic right in front of me why don't you ask her about (laughs) stock trades I never I you know I'll ask you sometimes like like what's going on in the company like the feeling you get but I'll never ask you about a trade it's
0: not like it's weird too because it's like I'll just get stuff that probably has nothing to do with the stock price like the CEO he feels really like a playboy or like stuff (laughs) that isn't gonna help you yeah you know, that kind of, or like I can get like, I don't know, they feel like they're, I can see like acquisitions or like growing or things like that or, tump, but not yeah. anything that really translates to right. making good stock yeah. decisions. And,
1: you know, just a case in point, you know, I've been following <laughs> this system for the last, uh, oh, 12 years. And then one morning she's watching Good Morning America. That's Mystic Michaela over <laughs> yeah, here. I'm like, look at this. And she says, look at this GameStop.
0: That's so, well, because it was so, so cool <laughs> that people on Reddit... Like, really, I, I was, like, so inspired by this. Like, they all got together on Reddit, and they did something crazy with the GameStop yeah. stock, with a pen with a junk stock. Yeah. And you just, but you hopped on a day too late.
1: Yeah, so I bought so this one bought, called Naked. you was, like,
0: 50 bucks. Yeah, like, I, I don't did, feel that bad for no, you. No, I bought
1: this stock called Naked, N-A-K-D. Again, This card of rules, (laughs) none of that applies. But you knew. That was like for you just
0: going to the casino. Like, I'm losing this much money. I don't care. Let's just do it for fun. So now
1: I'm sitting with a few hundred shares of naked. Okay. All right. Let's go to the end.
0: All right. New sponsor today. I'm absolutely obsessed with this. Like, I really am obsessed with this, you guys. It's Osea. It is so important to take care of your face and the rest of your skin. That matters, too. It's your largest organ. You know, I absolutely adore skincare. It's something that I hold, I will spend time and energy on that versus makeup or anything else, just because it feels good and it makes me feel like I'm taking care of myself. So it's a, it's a wonderful part of my own self care. And OSIA is absolutely divine. I'm, can't believe I didn't know about this sooner. Honestly, I have been incorporating the Undaria Algae Body Oil in my routine. Let me tell you, you put it on. I put it on after a bath. It's like my skin just sucks it up. It's just like, give it to me. It just like needed it. It's not greasy or sticky. Like, I think when you hear body oil, you're like, ew, are y'all slimy? No, it just like absorbs right in and you just feel very smooth. Um, the, the first of all, I mean, I don't know what's, I don't know, how, I don't even know where to begin. Like, the packaging is, be, it makes a beautiful gift. This stuff looks extremely high end. It has such pure ingredients. Um, It's vegan and it doesn't have anything artificial in it, which I, it's cruelty free and it's plant derived ingredients. And I really appreciate that because I'm very sensitive to chemicals and other types of things. The Osea's Undaria Algae Body Oil instantly moisturizes and replenishes your dry skin. It leaves every inch silky, smooth. Your skin is super soft and glowing with Undaria Algae, Acai Pulp, and Babu So Seed Oil. Osea soaks hand-harvested Undaria Algae in barrels of oils for up to six months, and the result is like liquid gold. It's this rich, luxurious, never-greasy, Body oil, fragrant, and has this sunny citrus and passion fruit scents. It's really like going to a spa, it's like stuff you would get at a high end spa. Rosia creates skin and body care products powered by the sea. They've made clean, safe skincare products since 1996. It's vegan. It's cruelty-free. It's responsibly sourced, plant-derived ingredients. It's good for your skin and for the planet. It's female-founded and family-operated by a mother and daughter team. And it's funny because me and Brianna use it together. It's something that we do together, too. Um, You can try Osea risk-free, risk-free for 30 days. And you get free shipping on orders over $50. They even send free samples with every order, guys. They are like a friendly company. You should see the package. I I took pictures. The package they sent me, it was just so delightfully put together. Such love and care. And you get 10% off your first order with my promo code K. Y A at OseaMalibu.com. That's 10% off with code K-Y-A at OseaMalibu, spelled O-S-E-A-M-A-L-I-B-U.com. Use that code K-Y-A, get 10% off. Tell me how much you love it. It's good stuff. Modern Fertility, I... Needed to know some stuff about what was going on with me. My hormones felt out of whack. I just didn't feel like myself, and Modern Fertility had me covered. Um, Did you know with a simple finger prick, you can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health? I'm talking egg count, menopause timing. If your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS or all things that are good to know, whether or not kids are in your future, Modern Fertility has you covered with that. Knowledge is power and when you know more you can make better decisions for your body, your health, your future. There aren't many decisions bigger than having a kid, but for many women their fertility is a big question mark. It's just it weighs on you heavily. It's better to have answers. Um I'm done having kids. I don't want to do that anymore, but I need to know what's going on with my hormone health and modern fertility gave me a lot of insight into that and it was a lot easier than spending Hundreds or thousands of dollars, um, going to a doctor. To do that. It's a great first step. So that's why modern fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but modern fertility only costs $159 to get the same information. Like I said, it's a great first step. And if you go to modern slash KYA, you can get $20 off your test. Also, if you have an HSA or an FSA, you can use those dollars on modern fertility. You'll get insight into how many eggs you have, hormone levels, and other important fertility factors. These results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future or you're just like me and you just need information about what's going on with your body right now, you know, this is the thing for you. So right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash KYA. That's modernfertility.com slash KYA. Such a valuable um, sponsor. I really appreciate this one for you guys.
1: So thank you for doing those ads, You're Mr. Welcome. Michaela, because yeah. uh, I was able to make a stock trade. Uh, oh, that's it. great! Yeah, I bought some shares of Pfizer. Great, and that fits all eight of my uh, rules. Oh, right, but, wonderful. Uh, again, don't run out and buy that, people. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you know, speaking of patterns, I, I figured you know we've been kind of stuck in a pattern. We have. We keep watching the same things on TV.
0: It's true, and we don't agree on new things.
1: Right. I've been watching Port Protection, Yeah. the show in Alaska, you know, where they all live in that little small town and it always rains, and you've been watching Vampire Diaries for the 100th time. I just
0: like to keep an Outlander just on repeat. I can't stop it. There's something wrong with me.
1: Yes. You're upset that you just finished The Americans. I just
0: finished. It's so sad. And you've
1: watched it like four times. I know. Like, yeah. Okay. It's true.
0: It's where I'm at.
1: That's where we're at. Okay. So, you know, every night, you know, when the kids finally go to bed at midnight and we have like 14 minutes to ourselves, we try to find a show.
0: We want to watch something together. Yeah. And I'm really sick of
1: port protection. (laughs) Me too. So I want to try to break out of the pattern. And I wasn't sure how to do it, but I found this quiz that if you take it, you know, you take this quiz, it will find a new show for you to watch. Oh, that's exactly what we mean. Yeah. And believe it or not, it was right there. Right online. I okay. found it right away. And I want you to take it with me. So, you know, you can answer. I can answer. I'm going to write down your, your answers. Okay. And then at the end, I'll tell you what show it would be. All okay? right. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. And, of course, you at home could play too. Mm. All right. Your friends would describe you as. Okay? okay. A, creative, amazing, someone they like to be around. B, a crazy cat lady. <laughs> C, someone who is way too into crystals.
0: Is this a, is this a real quiz? Yeah, yeah, this is a real okay, quiz. Yeah, okay. yeah.
1: And D, someone who has had way too many past lives. I'm going with B. So you're going with creative, amazing, someone that. No, they like the to creative be cat lady. Oh, creative cat lady. Or yeah. crazy cat lady. I can't read my handwriting. Okay, so you're a crazy <laughs> cat lady.
0: How would you describe yourself?
1: I'm going to go with someone who has many past lives, as you know, Robert Redford for me. Yeah. Your mom was Anne Frank in a past life. Right. Uh, she was also Lady Godiva. Right. And Patsy Klein. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Okay. All right. Number two. It's the weekend. What are you up to? Okay. Again, this is a... I, I did not doctor this in any way. I know. All right. A, you're traveling on a canoe with kids in a tragic <laughs> fashion. <laughs> B, you're flashing a stranger... Outside right, of an Amish all right, bakery. All right, all right. <laughs> C, you're eating at a restaurant that has a pool and 90 mile an hour winds. <laughs> or D, you fi- you're finding strange boxers on your balcony at a Key West <laughs> hotel. <laughs> so oh which one God, of those? I guess I'm go? the
0: flash a stranger at the Amish bakery. Uh, you're so funny.
1: And the whole rest of Helen, Georgia. <laughs> uh. I'm going to go with D. I'm finding strangers boxers yeah. on the balcony of the QUS hotel. Worse. I'm going to say
0: yours is worse.
1: Mine's worse? All right. Now, of course, people... If- this
0: is going to get us to a TV show, Scott? <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Okay. This is. All and right. everyone else is playing, too.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> number three. Question number three. When you're not watching reality TV... Mm-hmm. See? There, see? Reality, okay. You are... A. Counting your collection of red, jasper, and tiger eye crystals. B. You're collecting R in MIR, and, you know, for those that don't know, R is resources.
0: Right. Resources. This is all inside jokes, people. New listeners, these are all inside jokes. C, you're
1: working (laughs) on your vision board, and D, or D, you're trying to hunt down our podcast ghost.
0: Oh, the podcast ghost. ghost. I haven't heard about him in a while. I know. I know. How come nobody's had encounters with the podcast ghost lately?
1: Well, they're going to after this. Oh, okay. Yeah. When, he's a, he when, he, when he's mentioned, he comes oh, around. When he's mentioned, he comes around. Oh, geez. Okay. Who's drinking your soda right now? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the Red Jasper Tiger Eye, you're collecting some R resources, dog urine, something like that. Right. You're working on your vision board. <laughs> this all or makes sense, to, you
0: guys, if you've listened to all the episodes. Oh.
1: All right. Which one are you going I don't with? want
0: people to be all like, "What?" Uh, I guess I'm, um, I don't know, <laughs> counting my crystals. You're
1: counting. Ca- the red jasper yeah okay. yeah i thought maybe working on your vision board for you but okay uh i am collecting the mir there's a new dog on the block okay. and i've been getting his urine
0: yeah that's that's good throw yep. it in their faces throw it in their faces yeah
1: the aliens yes go that back keeps I, the aliens away we have to remember what episode i think
0: it's episode
1: yeah yeah another i mean I think it's
0: like episode 11 yeah no i don't know it's the one that labeled starseeds
1: okay yeah if, if you, you have to go back to some of the episodes for these, but, but it was also online. I don't know why. All right. Number four. <laughs> so weird. It's karaoke time. What are you singing? Okay. Okay. A, I just threw a purple bomb again by Amanda. <laughs> we know when people are going to pass. This is a duet by Aaron and Jamie. <laughs> our past
0: listener guests.
1: <laughs> Oops. I love bombed you one more time by Steve Kramer.
0: <laughs> I love our guests.
1: Or you've been hypnotized by Brett.
0: Oh, I like you've been hypnotized by Brett. So
1: you get been, okay. Brett just had a baby. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Did she hypnotize the baby? Oh my God. I oh. wonder if she
0: hypnotized herself during birth. I have to call her. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to go with, I just threw another purple bomb again by Amanda. By Amanda.
0: Okay. okay. That's a good, that's a good
1: choice. All right. Number five. Who is your crush? Mm. Okay. Now be honest. Okay. Keanu Reeves. Okay. Jebediah and Hans Oder. (laughs) Petro Hanchar. Oh, no. Oh, no. Or your, D. Is
0: that your Tinder <laughs> name?
1: That's my Tinder
0: name. Petro Hanshar?
1: That's my Tinder name. Okay. Or D, Carrot Top, who was mentioned in three of the first four episodes. Oh,
0: yeah. You mentioned him a lot. You were weird about him in the yeah. beginning.
1: he was like my go to joke. I didn't know what to say in the beginning, like a, a few episodes at <laughs> the beginning. So I kept calling on Carrot Top. I thought it'd be funny.
0: <laughs> no, you just said Petro Hanshar. No, I have Petro Hanshar. Your alter ego. Yeah. Um, I have a What was the first one?
1: Uh, Keanu Reeves.
0: Okay. Well, you're my crush, Scott. So
1: Petro Honchar?
0: Yes. Petro Honchar is my crush. Okay.
1: And I am going to go with Petro Honchar too. (laughs) All right. Number six. There's only three more. Okay. okay. So, you know, if you want to fast forward to- You
0: just keep pressing. There's a little button that says 30. Just go go at it.
1: If you want to get to to (laughs) Mr. Michaela's speech, I don't blame you. All right. Number six. This is about the recent couple from The Bachelor. Mm. If you had- (laughs) To do one of the following with Matt James and Tyler,
0: that's the final couple. That's the final couple. Yeah, Yeah, we were right. It's come out. It's all over. Right. It's all Scott. We were right. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Want to be my final pick?
1: (laughs) Hey, bro. Only if you have your shirt off.
0: Hey, bro. Done and done. He's so right. I, I, you called it from the beginning. I did. But the joy on his face—I
1: I, know—during that
0: date with Katie felt so, like so cringy. She was such right. a third wheel. <laughs> okay. So cringy. Okay, fine. All yeah. right. yes. So if you have to, yes.
1: Sorry, go back. If you have to do one of the following with Matt and Tyler, the new couple, yes. All right, here we go. Letter A: Astral travel with the possibility of going on an astral travel journey to a windmill and. You would be staying in the Peter suite.
0: Oh, the Peter. So Peter, you're bringing in the Peter season. Okay.
1: Yes. So that's the first one. Okay. Uh, B, you would go with Matt and Tyler to the Circle of Consent.
0: Ooh, Circle of Consent. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, You would join Matt and Tyler for some Cambo.
0: Oh, my.
1: Ted would be there too. (laughs) Or D, you can take Matt and Tyler and join the Galactic Confederation. Oh, I'm going, I guess the Peter suite. Ooh. okay. No. All right. I think, I think Katie wanted to do that, but... Um, she was accepting of that. She was. She, you know, she was very <laughs> disappointed that she wouldn't be able to hang out hang with out. Matt and Tyler. She's like, yeah. I
0: saw, I visualized us hanging yeah. out together.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Cambo again, okay? Because then we're definitely gonna be taking our shirts off, <laughs> you know. We're we're gonna be doing like rock climbing, naked oh, yeah. things like that.
0: Yeah. yeah, you work, you hang out with those two, you get like a twelve pack like immediately. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, it's all and, day, and then you get to have like seven guys with their shirts off, like pile on each other, yeah. and you get to be at the top. That's bottom.
0: their Instagram yeah, account. Huh? You just described their Instagram account. Yes, okay. okay.
1: All right, two Good to go. Good for them.
0: Good for them. Though. I'm happy for those. We two.
1: love them. All right, number seven. <laughs>
0: what a waste of time that whole season.
1: Okay. Some people say that Scott, me, has become an international sex symbol <laughs> and mega Instagram influencer. Some people have been saying this. Some people
0: have that. Yeah,
1: some people. Uh, how do you respond? Okay, so we wanted all your response. Okay. Okay. Uh, A. I
0: can't believe we found this on the internet.
1: This was there. I know. I didn't doctor any of this. A. It's true. Him and Phoebe made up, and she's making up how, how badly she used to treat him.
0: Mm-hmm. Making up for how badly she, she used to treat, treat him. She, yeah, okay. it's true.
1: Him and Phoebe made up, and it's making up for how badly she used to treat him.
0: Mm,
1: okay. Okay, so choice A. It's mm. true. Okay, it's true.
0: Okay.
1: There's no other choices. Oh,
0: that's okay. it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, so it's true. It's true.
1: <laughs> it's true. Okay.
0: I'm I'll, happy I'll get for that you. one too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. Okay. <laughs> Which of the following statements, so it could be more than one statements, mm-hmm. are true? Okay. A. Scott has won the last two years of the Christmas gift exchange. Mm. B, the Anne Stevens and Riddle House are haunted.
0: They are. Okay. It's true.
1: So the first two are
0: true.
1: Yeah. C, our possessed, or used to, we used to have a possessed cat, Frisbee. Oh, Frisbee. Did plot our deaths. That's true.
0: According that, to you. According I mean, I didn't hear it, but no, you he sure did. did. That's true. I don't know what episode that was.
1: And D, Jebediah and I had a fantastic time astral traveling last <laughs> night.
0: All of the above, I suppose. Yeah, it's true. Oh, thank you. So what, what show is our show? Okay,
1: so here we go. All right, let me put it into the computer. All okay. right.
0: Computer do, sounds.
1: Do, 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 do. Okay, I don't know why we went back to AOL dial-up. we <laughs> did um, Okay. All right, here we go. My, you want yours first or I'll do mine first? Okay. All right, here we go. I'm very excited about this. All right, my results are... You are beyond OCD and perseverative. Keep watching Port Protection.
0: Oh no. <laughs> so sick of port protection. <laughs> That's what it told me.
1: <laughs> um yours said you should watch reruns of the Twilight Zone with Scott.
0: Oh, I don't like that one. Oh, I
1: do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, maybe this Thanks, is. Thanks, not... <laughs> Scott. All right. <laughs> Thanks. So educational. All right, we got
1: a couple more ads.
0: Yeah, and then before... we'll then we'll go right into it. You got it. Talking about Dipsy. Just because you're a grown-up doesn't mean you've outgrown bedtime stories, whether you want a story to turn you on or wind you down for better sleep. Dipsy helps you get in touch with yourself for some extra sweet dreams.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Oh, my God. I'm joined by Dipsy voice model, Scott. Hey. Hey,
1: Hey guys. (laughs) As you know, I was hired by Dipsy (laughs) to turn you off when you get turned on.
0: Because Dipsy does such a good job like turning you on and getting you in the mood, ready to connect with yourself or a partner. Um, Scott's stories are really important to turn you off in case you have to go out again.
1: Right. And my most recent one that I just did yesterday is called the Overdue Library Book.
0: Oh, my. That sounds like it would turn anybody off. So Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on Each gypsy story features characters that feel like real people and immersive scenarios, so you feel like you're right there.
1: I entered the library and went to the front desk.
0: (laughs) Find stories about an off-limits hookup with your professor or a costume party that takes things to the next level or maybe a story where your partner tells you exactly what to do or you try a new toy together.
1: I had a 20-cent fine on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire.
0: (laughs) Dipsy also has wellness sessions to help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off.
1: The librarian was annoyed by me having an overdue fine. Okay.
0: And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free, free, free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash
1: I took a dollar bill out of my wallet.
0: That's a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsy D I P S E A stories dot com slash K Y A.
1: She made change and I instantly went over to the fax machine. <laughs> the fax
0: machine. <laughs> Dipsystories.com slash KYA. It's free. Give it a shot. It's a lot of fun, actually. It really is. Um Well, I don't know how to segue over in this route, but better help, (laughs) you know? The thing I need most. (laughs) Better help. No, but in all seriousness, you got to take your mental health seriously. I'm so sick of the stigma against, you know, getting help when you need it. Especially nowadays, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. You know, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick. And therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you just like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. I use BetterHelp just to figure myself out. It's just a sounding board. My therapist is lovely. They're all wonderful. But you know what? That's the other thing. If you want to switch your therapist, they let you do that. Um, no questions asked. It's not awkward or anything like that. So you can kind of find somebody who's the right fit for you. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, which I love. And I think that's so wonderful. They make that available to people. And you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. They're extremely responsive. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and know your oral listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash K-Y-A. That's BetterHelp, hel com slash K-Y-A. See how it helps you be a better version of yourself. It really can can help you out with that. But let's get into how you do one thing, you do everything. <laughs> I wanted to share a spiritual download I had with you. I had this a very long time ago, and it, it completely changed my life. And my hope is that you can hear it and apply it to yours as well, and it can do the same for you. So what it was is the realization that how you do one thing, you do everything. And if you live with me, you'll hear me say this all the time, how you do one thing, you do everything, how you do, it's just once you see it in people um, and in yourself, it gives you incredible insight, incredible insight, incredible power, and just incredible peace too for the way things are is is how they are when you're dealing with other people, for example. And then if you know it about yourself, you can have some sort of control over it. I was in a sociology class my freshman year of college, and the professor—it was like a sociology 101 class—and the prof- the professor, you know, he was like your stereotypical, like I don't know, I don't know, maybe he thought it was a movie we were in or something instead of just like Buffalo State College, and like a lot of commuters went there and stuff. Maybe he thought it was something different. It was a cool class, but he he definitely had some sort of vibe about himself that was um a little more dramatic than perhaps where we were in the world. But anyways, the professor said he could read anyone's life by just like looking at their wallet. He's like, I will tell you things about you nobody knows if I look at your wallet. And to prove it, he asked for a volunteer. And this like very arrogant, like cocky jock guy jokingly was like, yeah, okay, take mine, <laughs> whatever. And no joke like 15 minutes later the guy was crying silently as the professor had laid out every single thing on the table before us and just kind of whispered to him some stuff and i don't know what he said you know what i mean and i knew he wasn't psychic or anything and but it was it was really amazing it was kind of like a party trick <laughs> this guy had um the things he knew and he was just seeing that how we do one thing we do everything how you set up your wallet tells somebody everything that they could possibly want to know about you as a person. How, why is that? How is that? How every minuscule action we take, no matter how innocuous, innocuous it may seem, is related to a bigger picture, is representative of some greater version of us and our confidences or our insecurities, our agreements, our beliefs, our patterns. They say, you know, like the rich stay rich and yes, of course, privilege plays a part in that trust funds and opportunities, et cetera, you know, but it's also a mindset. It's a mindset. It's the beliefs that they are what they are and they can't change. It's a pattern. So when you're born poor, that too is a mindset, (laughs) the mindset, which becomes ingrained in every minuscule and minute little choice and action in your life down to how you learn to be stingy with yourself because you know there's nothing coming. If I get rid of this thing, nothing else is coming. Whatever that thing is, a job or a piece of clothing or anything, that if you lose things, you'll never get another one, that's it. You lose this pair of shoes or this shirt or this material object, you'll never get another one. So you become believing of that reality. And because you give that investment to that belief, it maintains. And those who are born wealthy... They know that that's not going away. I'll always be this way. They don't even think about that. It's a mentality. It's a pattern. So they too will disregard things knowing that there is always more. And because of that belief, there is always more. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. And so I've talked about this before. Um, It's very hard for me to want things because that act of wanting something is is something that I programmed out of myself because you're just going to get disappointed. But now that's a pattern. When you don't want anything, then you don't want anything, then you don't get anything. If you don't want anything, then nothing's coming. You have to you have to change your pattern to change things. Little things like, you know, <sighs> What is it like, you know, getting like this awesome perfume, this really expensive perfume as a gift. I remember I would get this and I would just use years. I would just tiny bits. I'd never, because, and and I didn't even think about it until years and years later. And it was like, oh my God, like I wouldn't spend any of the product on myself because I knew in the back of my mind, well, that's it. You only get one and you don't even think about it, you know, but that's like a pattern. That's a mentality. And because I'm doing that, even though it's subconscious, then the reality will be, yeah, that's it. That's all you're going to get. Can't go buy more. If you go through it, that's it. You only get one. That's it. So that's a pattern and seeing it can help you because how we do one thing, we do everything. Our life just replicates. I remember a very long time ago, I had, I had this friend, and you know, his high school friend, and we were close. And he was always choosing the same thing on the Starbucks menu, like always. He never changed it up ever. And, and he was with the same girl, okay? He was just the same girl forever. And, and she was just awful, okay? And like, she was just bad and whatever in his high school, but still, it was bad. And he never thought to change it up ever with her. And one day, you know, we're staring at the Starbucks menu and I, you know, he orders his usual and I say to him like, Hey, why don't you try something new? Like, why don't you take a chance here today? This is like 17 year old purple Megan, you know, kind of being like, Hey, I'm seeing a metaphor here. And he must've known my tone because he looked at me and said, because I like what I like and I don't like change. And you know, pissed him off. I got like the weirdest thing on the menu and sat there and drank it. I hated it the whole time. And um, and that's just him. And he's single now and he lives in the same spot and he has the same job and he has the exact same existence as where I left left him. And I'm sure that he's getting the same freaking thing on the Starbucks menu. And I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, like a bit of a stretch, but sometimes in our lives, that awkward feeling, like if you order something different on the Starbucks menu is very similar to if you speak up for yourself at work. Or you decide to spend, you know, money on yourself, uh, you know, and, and buy that pair of shoes you've been looking at as an investment in yourself. Or you decide to pick up the phone and ask somebody on a date that otherwise you wouldn't. Things like that, you know, kind of gets you out of your comfort zone. If you talk to sociologists or anthropologists or archaeologists, this is like this is what they do for a living. Like you know they'll study the minute, most innocuous trifles from the past in order to see what people did and who they were. They make complete theories and assumptions and write papers on it, you know, of whole cultures because of a jug they found, you know, in the corner of a, a dig site. They can they can figure stuff out, you know, a carving on it or the or who it was buried next to or fragments around it. They showed us who they were. And, you know, that's what these scientists, these archaeologists and anthropologists, that's what they do. And we too show one another who we are in our minute details. And like a prayer, like a mantra, like a spell, they keep us the same. Ordering the same thing on the Starbucks menu, always getting the same color car, always who knows what, you know, anything you can think about, any tiny thing you can think about. I learned that how we do one thing, we do everything. And that helped me a lot in life. It helps me in readings all the time. For, you know, I'll see somebody's aura and it's always a mirror of their life situation. How their aura looks is how their life looks. It's the same. It's a mirror image, bursts of color, cracks of energy, fuzzy, foggy pools of energy. They all show me the life situations. But what I learned most recently, which completely changed my own life again, was this. So this is the second thing that kind of leads into it. That was what we invest in, we create more of. And this may sound simple, but when you think about it, you can see that in many ways you are constantly investing what you don't want in your life instead of what you do want. Just like me in that perfume I wouldn't use. I'm. It's like a mantra, a spell. It's like I'm not using it because I just inherently believe there won't be more for me. And it's not even I'm sitting there pitying myself or sad or anything. That's just my belief pattern because I grew up a certain way. It's my programming and I'm slave to it. We all are until you notice it. I had a client and, um, she's one of my first clients and I saw for her that struggle and money were linked, always linked because, you know, growing up without money, you'll do that too. you. You'll associate getting things that you need or that you want. You, you know, they come with hassle, with struggle, with hustle, with disappointment. And if you do get something that comes with fear that it's going to be taken away or you'll never get it again. And when I do readings, it's spirit working through me. So sometimes these messages that other people get, they affect me too, if I can resonate them in my own life. This happens very often, honestly, during readings, I'll be telling, you know, I'll just be straight channeling. So that just means I talk and things come out, just da da. And then there I have this other voice in my head, like, hey Meg, that's for you too. And I'll be like, Ooh, <laughs> okay. So it's just an interesting little thing that happens to me when I do readings. But anyways, so this related to me is my point. So she was dealing with real estate clients. In this terrible real, realty firm with this horrible person running it. And I mean, the client, like he was bad. The clients were all bad. They were tough and stingy and rude. And she was working her tail off for this, for this place. Um, and, and nobody, people didn't care they didn't care. They couldn't care less about her. She was working herself to the bone in a thankless job where someone dismissed her completely and she hated it. And she totally, she was the hardest worker there too. And she, she wasn't a complainer, but she just hated it. And spirit said, Hey, you know, what you invest in is what you create more of. And she was investing in struggle. She was investing in people being ungrateful to her. She was investing in a situation that wasn't good to her. And that way, you know, it was, it was struggle. Getting money was struggle for her. And the reason that she did this, that she invested in this, this situation, was that she was raised that way. And that was the programming. And she was used to it. And she didn't know any other way. And she was kind of good at living like that, even though it wasn't a good living. <laughs> she was good at living like that, even though it wasn't a good living. How many of us do that? How many of you are really good at living a certain way? even though it's not a good living for you. Well, anyway, so that's what she was doing. And then understanding for her that money and struggle are things that she put together because of her background, that they're not actually related at all. They really aren't. That dealing with people who make it that way, you know, just more of that energy was for something that she had to stop, that, that she had to change completely. Now she works for a different group her own group with a you know a partner an equal partner and she understands that you know you can let a client go who makes you struggle and when you do that you tell the universe that you trust the universe to send you more of what you want when you do that when you invest in yourself when you invest in the way you want things to happen you reap a different result so the first thing is you have to know that how you do one thing you do everything you have to see what that is you have to know how to change it and then you start investing in things that you do want and start creating patterns that call to you, that elicit different responses from the universe. So closing the door on a nasty, annoying client will open 10 more to people that are exactly what you need them to be. It's kind of like money. We always understand money better than energy, even though money is energy. Just like with money, you can't put your money into a bad investment. You know, it's too much risk and it's not any reward. And with your own time and energy, it's the same thing. And if you think of your time and energy as an investment, actually the most precious investment, I would argue, since you can't make more of it, you will reap a reward. Here's the thing, like your soul, like you came here with a purpose. You have a soul contract. You got things to do. And you are not here to waste time. That's actually uh, a bad investment on yourself and the the universe and spirit or whatever you want to talk about whatever you want to talk about it or call it or whatever, they don't want you here wasting time. They, look, they do not look favorably on you wasting time. And I will tell you when I do readings with spirit guides, they do not care about other people's feelings. And, and I don't mean that, that they're nasty. I just mean that if somebody gets insulted because you're done putting up with their stuff because they're time wasters and you say goodbye, your spirit guides applaud you for that. They do not want you sitting there wasting your time on people that take you away from your soul contract. You are here to do important work, not busy work. You are here to get stuff done, not to distract yourself. It is going to feel selfish because of your ego, because remember, your ego doesn't like you to change. That is the human part of you that just wants to eat and live in caves and be (laughs) make babies and just do nothing except those things and be scared all the time. That's your ego. So yeah, your soul and your ego, they clash, but it's going to feel selfish when you cut off places and peoples and opportunities, which waste your time and energy and reiterate to you that you aren't worth anything. But if you flip that, your life will change. And it changed my life completely. It really did. So. If we know now that how we do one thing, we do everything, and it becomes a mantra, a prayer, a pattern, an investment into our reality, how do we change it? How do we create new patterns, new investments into the reality we want instead of the one we are most comfortably programmed into? That's the work. It's not easy. It's what this whole podcast is basically dedicated to, paying attention to your motivations and your subsequent actions. And spending time in that subconscious undertow, which is moving it all around unbeknownst to you, the autopilot version of you that needs to be stepped into and be like, hey, wait a second here. What's going on? That's what this is. That's what spiritual, that's what spiritual journeys are. So what is in a pattern? Okay. So what's a pattern? What is the whole how you do one thing, you do everything thing? It's a subconscious framework. And it's just, it lives within a ton of programming. It's your beliefs and values that that hold you to it. And, you know, sometimes you have good patterns and sometimes you don't. Like, like with me, I don't, I could be having the worst day ever. If I go into the grocery store, I'm smiling at people and saying, hi, I don't, it's just, it's just like a weird default mode for me. And I'm sure it's a lot of you guys too. And that's, a fun, that's fine. You can keep that pattern. Like just being polite and a normal person and energetically responsible out in society. Like that's good. You don't want to go in and just like bleed that energy all over people that don't deserve it. Okay, fine. But then smiling no matter what, when a friend teases you about something which upsets you, that's not an okay pattern to keep. That's you giving your energy, time, and being to a situation which you don't like. And it, and it and takes you down. It's not mutually respectful. That's not the same as being polite to someone who is to you. And that's necessary to stop yourself in it and break the pattern and do something different. I mean, that's a, there's millions of examples in your life of this. And it's just going to be kind of like taking that how I do one thing, I do everything, and what do I invest in, and just applying it to every single thing that you do. It's like a new filter you're going to wear. It's like a new pair of sunglasses. You're going to see the whole world in that way instead of how you normally do. And that's going to help you because I mean, I couldn't go through every single, th- there's so many, I mean, this is for everything. This is like a universal code for you. It's like an algorithm. But to do all of this anyways, you have to go to the root levels of the cause. So when you see something, when you see a pattern, you have to be like, okay, so where did this start? Um, you know, in the whole nice to everybody thing, no matter what, like, was that a childhood thing? Were you in survival mode? And like, that was just how you had to be. I had a reading with a woman um, she was yellow. She was yellow and blue. She was a very strong woman. And her and her husband were not doing well. Lots of miscommunication going on between the two of them. And, you know, she felt completely unsupported by him in like everything, every single thing. She was doing everything with the kids. She was doing everything. She paid all the bills. She, they had separate money. She was always getting dinner. and Then she came home and it is, and she was a business owner too. So she had all that. And I got this feeling of like, dad energy around her and the little girl inside of her. So I got like, sometimes this will happen in readings. I'll get flashes of the past. And I got this thing like where she needed him to love her. So she decided that she wouldn't have any needs because needs, I feel like made dad felt unsuccessful. He couldn't meet them. So she wouldn't have them. And in her life currently, she was wondering why, hey, why doesn't my husband notice me or why doesn't he give me attention or ask me about my day or do things for me or do, you know, run, run errands for me or just do something without me asking him to do it. And it's because her pattern, which was hard for her to see until her guides in the reading pointed it out to her, was like, well, your whole thing is that you don't need anything to brush off these things that would be said or done to suggest she even needed anything. So even if he like slightly tried in the past, you know, she would brush him off. And her pattern was to be totally devoid of the need of others in her life at all. And although her soul ached for it, her actions and her behaviors were against her. So yeah, her pattern had to be seen and the reason had to be uncovered so she can change it. And and that's going to be some work for her now. It's going to be weird. And we'll see how her husband responds to it because it's the pattern that chose him. So we'll see if he can If he can rise to the occasion, if he can, if he can do something too, once she grows. Because there are so many infinite patterns in our lives, it can be difficult to determine which ones to focus on. So just think of where you are dissatisfied first, just general dissatisfaction in your life, and then just go from there. Try to break it down and try to break it down to the smallest things you can. Like, like. To go shop somewhere, do you really need a coupon to do it? Like, do you ever hold yourself back from doing something just because you don't have, like, the coupon? And I understand if there's a budget or, like, it's a really, really good coupon. But what if it's not that great of a coupon? Or what if you just forgot your membership card? You know what I mean? Like, think about where you hold yourself back sometimes for, like, a really silly reason. Because then, then you're just being stingy with yourself. Like, that's a little pattern I see people with a lot. I had a reading with a woman and she was like super assertive in her relationships, like a little, like it was like a little much Like she would like overwhelm people. She would get really insecure if they weren't in her mind doing enough with her. So she would be like super vulnerable and assertive about it. Like, I feel like you're not paying attention to me and I really need this, 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 and this. Like she, okay. So she got to that point, but then she'd hate herself for having to say something she wished that like they would just do on her own. And then it would fester. Because then anything that they did, like, okay, here, I'm trying. Then she'd be like, oh, are you really trying? Or is this just, like, pity? So you don't look like the bad guy. You know, she would, like, kind of make this whole narrative. And it would fester and then end relationships with her, like, intensity about it. When she was basically just having, like, this argument with herself. She, and she's, by the way, she, she saw this in herself and she got it. And she's a lovely person. It's just, you know, that was her thing. And she wanted to be loved a certain way. And that way she was projecting onto others. But at the end of the day, she really just wanted to love herself that way. You know, She really wanted to love herself the way she was never taught growing up. So the pattern that emerged was one that she learned back then, the one of like super vulnerability, then rejection was just repeated over and over and over in her personal adult love life. And yes, she could see that, but then it's like, so what do I do next? Because her patterns were choosing the people in her life, not her. And that's how it is for most of us. Our patterns pick our realities out. So like how you do one thing, you do everything. Like that's basically your whole life now. Like everything's just how you put your wallet together is an extension of your life. I just thought, I just visualized my own wallet when I said that because it's such a mess. And there's like receipts from 10 years ago in there for like lunch I had with people. (laughs) I don't know what that means. It's funny. But yeah, so like, you know, how you do one thing, you do just everything. It's like crazy messes, right? Or super organized or very intense or like whatever. And you're going to notice it because her pattern was picking out aloof men to have relationships with so she could accuse them of not doing enough and then watch them walk away when they disappointed her. But they were always going to do that. Her pattern chose that type of person. That just was aligned with her foundational thinking. How you do one thing, you do everything. That was her pattern. So she had to pick somebody that fit the pattern. You change your pattern, you're going to pick different people. That's going to be weird for a while. Here are some ways to break your own pattern once you see it. So, And this is a little... It works though, but I don't know, so I'll just say it. Firstly, like you're going to visualize it. Okay, do this thing and then just drop it. Like visualize it in your hand and then visualize you just throwing it away or just dropping it even. No effort. I know it sounds simple, but it's something you have to do repetitively. Uh, you can just do some other letting go techniques too, other than that visualization meditation. You can also write about it. You can burn it, bury it. So just visualize yourself walking away from it. It's not part of you. It's a learned behavior. It's not part of you. Then when it comes up again and you want to go into your pattern, you're just going to have to stop yourself. You're going to have to swallow the words. You're going to have to stop the action. But then guess what? You're going to notice something. You're going to have anxiety and shakiness and stress that comes with it. Because there's, like, there's kind of like you didn't let yourself finish the pattern. So there's energy stuck there. That's your whole self realizing you can't do the behavioral response. That energy is a little stuck now. So what can you do instead? here's like a very, I think like a lot of people do this. So like, let's say you look up old boyfriend's social media accounts. You know, it's the end of the day, you're bored, you're scrolling. You're like, oh, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. Mm-mm. We've done it. We've all done it. But then if this has become a pattern, there is a moment when you have to stop this. I think also like, I mean, the old boyfriend social media accounts, we could do like lots of things. We can do like I don't know, my, you know, the friend that turned crazy or the one that like went a little bit <laughs> like conspiracy theory on you or like, I don't know, you're just kind of like looking at things you probably shouldn't be looking at online because it just kind of makes you stressed out or riles you up or God knows what. Because like, I mean, it's sad to say it, but a lot of us, it's true. Like we have a lot of connections on social media and in the real world, you can just like not take phone calls or not show up where they are, but in social media, like you can always see them. So anyways, I went off a little bit, but yeah. So let's say you're looking up old boyfriends and it's just not good. And you're like, I got to stop this. It's interfering with my own ability to find new people or connect with who I'm with or like whatever. And you, you realize now that you're investing energy in a place where it's not going to serve you. So this is now a bunch of time in your own precious life, your own precious timeline that you are used to doing. Doing what? What does this do for you? And if you can answer something better than absolutely nothing and be honest about it, then you know you must stop. So you will have this urge to go check, but you must stop yourself. And this is where you're going to have to get accountable because there will be a moment where your mind tells you it's no big deal. But you have to fight that. And instead, with all that energy, maybe do something else instead. Get off the phone, do the dishes, read a book, go play with the dog, or do something positive online. Maybe leave a nice review for the restaurant you just ordered out from. Do something positive with that energy instead and pat yourself on the back and tell yourself good job because you just invested your energy in a better place than that rabbit hole of misery and wasted time and precious energy that you would have gotten no investment back on instead of the same. And then you say, good job me, I just changed my pattern. And how I do that thing, now everything will happen that way. Higher level vibrational stuff instead of wasted low vibrational stuff. When you break a pattern in your life, things are going to change. So you will have to mourn what is lost. People, jobs, places, they can all disappear. But they were never yours anyways. They belong to that pattern that you needed to let go. And in that extra time and energy you have now, the investing into things that you have more clarity about can happen. That is leveling up your energy. That is leveling up the opportunities and the people and the moments and the connections that you're going to have. That's what this is about. So, yes, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And what you invest in rewards you, either good or bad. So you choose that. Hey guys, thank you so much for taking part in this, for listening, for, for just always being a part of all our discussions over on the Facebook page, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family on Facebook. I'd love if you would come over and tell us some little tiny things in your life you've made changes with and how they have, I guess, translated into bigger changes. Um, let's get that discussion going because I think that would be just really helpful for all of us to get some ideas. Take care, guys.